0: So just such a an overwhelming sense of the love of God towards us, you know. And, and today I just wanted to speak a little bit around, um, uh, a little bit around how we can channel some of that some of that love. But before I do that, I have this um, I believe Holy Spirit is like really on me here. Um, I, I have a like an immense sense of his love towards you. And I believe that we just need to stand up one more time and just speak that love into one another's life and just say that to one another, talk about God's love towards one another. Just tell that to one another. I think it's really, really important that, that's, that, that we're, we're really, really clear yeah. with the love of God. Yeah. So here we come to the end of the year. All the things that have happened throughout the year, I, listen, I I think about all the awesome things that we that we've been taught from this pulpit over the year, over the year, and, and the things that Holy Spirit has wanted to emphasise and re-emphasise to us. Um, things like things like family, things like discipleship, like Jesus being at the centre. Isn't that awesome? We've been able we've brought Jesus back to the centre of the church, which is like so awesome. And, and you know how much he loves that? Do you know how much he loves that? Because in the end, everything must permeate out from him. It's not from us towards him, it's always from him towards us. The, the love of God towards us is the definition of love, not our love for him, according to 1 John. Giving Holy Spirit due respect and attention and consideration. We've brought Holy Spirit back into, into the midst of things He's always been the one who lives on the inside, and yet we've, we've sort of like, oh, yeah, so, so he's, hit, he's there, but we're, we're doing our thing. But that's not really what it's about. It's always about Jesus at the center, and Holy Spirit is always speaking about um, the finished work of the cross and the love of the Father towards us. And we need to give attention and due consideration to Holy Spirit at all times. What about identity? We've, we've, we've had a lot of teaching on identity. It's really, really been awesome and being able to step into the things of God on the basis that there is an understanding of who we are in Him and who He is on the inside of us. Amen. Um, I'll put a timer on. How's that? It's going like, it's already been five minutes, dude. I know it looks like a lot of pages, but what I've done is in order to not have to put on my glasses all the time, I've just like made the font as big as possible. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I've been on this journey um, over the last eight, 8, 10, 12 months actually, and, and God has really been speaking to me about how it is that I, that, I, that I respond and react towards other people. and 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 quite literally what it means is that if I can... If if I'm constantly looking to see what it is that I can get out of everything, if, if I'm constantly operating from a place of need and from a place of fear and from a place of pride, then it's going to be very, very difficult for you to receive anything from me that is actually from the Lord. I need to put myself in a position where I don't need your approval. I have the approval of Christ on the inside of me. I know that He approves me all the time. I'm listening to Holy Spirit approving me all the time. And when I do that, I can look at you and I can say, the Father approves you. You are approved of God. You can walk in the things of God because you are approved of God. He's constantly thinking about you. You are at the top of His mind all the time. And I know, and that's how I experienced this this morning again, because I often speak to people and then, and, and, and then I, Holy Spirit speaks to me on the inside and goes like, do you know how much I love that person? And I'm like, I'm just having a chat here. <laughs> you know, just, is that okay? I'm just, just having a chat. He's like, no, 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 you don't understand. And then I go like, okay, Lord, if you do, so do I. And then I just tell the people, you know, I tell people that, and in that way, I can, I've, God's given me a way to disciple people. I, and I can speak to people for an hour, two hours, three hours, and I hardly know them but I'm talking about the love of God towards them and they're going like, that resonates with me. Oh, Lord. Stay on topic. <laughs> okay. So what he's been saying is that the way to ground yourself and to turbocharge growth into Christ-likeness, to see the reality of all these things that we've learned over this year become, become reality in our lives, is to allow Holy Spirit to expose who we are in him in the light to 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 not give ourselves permission to operate from a needs basis or from a pride basis. Amen. I mean I, I hope I'm going to make sense here this morning. I know that uh, Holy Spirit has wanted to um, unpack this a little bit, but it's a it's, a, it's just going to be a short message. I'm sure in time we'll we'll unpack a lot of a lot of these things. Okay? So so one of the ways to do that is to, is, is to read the word as literally as you can. Don't make it about philosophy. Don't make it about intellectual. Don't make, make it about hypothetical. Read the word as literally as you can. And there are so many scriptures that you, that, 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 that you can look at which, which point to things that where you go, but Lord... Is that possible in this life? Is it possible to live that way in this life? There are scriptures in James, for instance, James one, you can just read a few scriptures in James One where you go, where he goes, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. You're like, hmm, but things are really, really tough in my life. <laughs> you know? Sorry, was that my voice? Sorry, Things are really, really tough in my life. Um, How how am I going to experience the greatest joy that I can? But surely, if Holy Spirit had breathed that to be written in the Word, then it must be possible. It must be possible to go, well, it's not just about the expression of joy. I'm going to express joy, but in the meantime, I'm actually feeling really, really bad. It's about the experiencing of of the joy of God on on the inside of you under all circumstances. Okay? Human anger, this from the uh, the Passion Translation really got to me. James 1 verse 19, it says, Be quick to listen, but slow to speak, and be slow to become angry, for human anger is never a legitimate tool to promote God's righteous purpose. How are you going to speak into someone's life when you give yourself the right to become angry about something that someone has done to you and, and, and that person's in the world, they go like, but I operate that way. What, what's different about, about what you're doing? What is different? Need, we need to be different. It needs to be different. There are just, there's no two ways about it. We have to find a way to shift from the world's way of thinking to God's way of thinking. There's, there, there's only this way or that way. There's the Adamic way or there's the Christ way. That's all that there is. Okay? And... and so I want to encourage us um, this morning to, to, to just maybe set aside a little bit of the things that, that, that we think we know and, and, and you know, where we believe and what we believe the Word is actually saying and maybe just listen with some fresh ears as to, to what Holy Spirit may, may be saying this morning as to how we are supposed to deal one with another in relation to what the Word says. See how I move past all the pages? There? That's awesome. So, God dealing with me is saying that emotions all have two sides to them, okay? So So there's an emotion where you can express it to the upside, or you can express it to the downside. You can express it in the light, or you can express it in the darkness. You can express it like Christ expresses it, or you can express it like Adam expressed it after the fall. So quite literally, they're, they're, it's, it's, nobody's saying that we must uh, chuck our emotions and that kind of stuff now. But it is how we express our emotions one towards the other, based because it because it because it reflects our thoughts and our beliefs. And th- our thoughts and our beliefs determine how it is that we're going to deal, uh, um, how we're going to interpret what is happening around us, and how we're going to deal with one another. Okay. Um, so. The, the way that, that we express our emotions in the Adamic, um, from the Adamic perspective is based on fear and pride. We know that at the, at the fall, um, Adam and Eve actually ran away from God. God came into the garden and said, where are you guys? You know, and they said, we were naked and we were afraid. Fear came in. There was no fear before then. Fear came in. Because of the way that, that they now perceive themselves and they realize that, that they distance themselves from God. Okay? Um, so, from that day, man was separated from direct intimacy, uh, intimacy and, and identity with, it, with, with, with God, with the Father. Separated from that. And we, ha- and, and we were made to live life based on self centeredness, self promotion, and self protection. You know, that's, so, 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 we, so we live our lives because of the way that, that things happen on the outside of us. We live our lives making, going like, how do I um, deal with that because I'm over here? Um, or how do I make sure that I close that off? Or how do I ensure that, that nobody uh, comes into my space always, or, or, or speaks to me in a way where I go, you don't have the right to speak to me like that. And then those, the, the above-the-line expression of the emotions is the way God had intended from before the fall. And as believers, the way that we express those emotions from a God perspective has been restored to us. As believers, the, the, that way of, of, of expressing emotion has been restored to us, given back to us. And it's based in two simple things, love and humility. So now... When we we filter our emotions, when we consider how it is that we're going to deal with the next person, we must look at it through those two filters, love and humility. And I'm not just talking about us as a group of believers. I'm talking about how it is that we express ourselves towards non-believers. How on earth are we going to bring non-believers into the kingdom unless we show ourselves to be different? To, 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 um, to the way that the world deals with things. Okay. As Christians, we often even interpret the word to suit our own needs. We often look at the Word, we often go to the Word, and find ways to justify the way that we feel, because the Word um, is so all-encompassing, and, and, and because we are believers, and we believe the Word, but we're looking at the Word from the wrong frame of reference, from the frame of reference of fear and of pride, instead of from the frame, frame of reference of um, love and humility, okay? So, so... We, we, we interpret the word to suit our needs and to justify our feelings and our actions, just like the world uses conventional wisdom to enforce rights and to prove points. And then we wonder why we can't bring people into the kingdom. And then we wonder, uh, we, we say that we are God's emissaries in the earth and that we are his representatives, but we respond and react no differently uh, to our situations, circumstances and earthly realities than the world does. There's something wrong with that picture, guys. As believers, there is something wrong with that picture. Um, There are things that God has called each one of us to do, and we all have different giftings in that. But in order to be able to step into those things, we actually have to find a new way of thinking about things and then interpreting that thinking differently. We have to to find um, ways of emotionally dealing with with, with things so that we can express things to other people in a way that comes from... The Word of God. Okay. This church, which I and it's something that's so dear to my heart. uh, There's a. There's such a a love. There's such a love on the inside of me for each one of you. And, and, I, and, and I truly believe that it is the way that, that it's really God just like pushing on me and squeezing me to 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 bring that 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 to you. You know what I mean? And and I and, and I and, and as a body, as this this church two four seven, I really love that that we've made a call that we want to be completely sold out to Jesus. We want to be completely sold out to Jesus we want to put his thoughts above our thoughts and we want to make him the center of our individual and our collective lives and 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 so it's not just about the individuality it's also about the family okay which is which is so extremely important okay that it's one of the things that is high up in in God's God's way of thinking Um, and and what that means is essentially that we've decided that we want to be born again that's really what that means. We want to be born again, okay? And, and the word is filled with, with a whole lot of um, um, scripture which, which points towards what it means to be born again. Um, I'm not gonna go through too many, but uh, so, I'll, so I'll give you one. It says, Luke 9, 23, it says, Jesus said to all of his followers, if you truly desire to be my disciple, you must disown your life completely, embrace my cross as your own, and surrender to my ways. I don't know, is there, I don't know, is there any interpretation in that? We can maybe like say, well, actually, no, that's not exactly what he meant. To me, it's quite clear. To me, it's very, very simple um, what it means to be born again, to, to step into, into, into those things. Um, so we know that Jesus is love and that he humbled himself to the point of physical death. Okay? Philippians 2, verse eight says, Jesus, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. How many of us consider our reputations to be quite, um, quite important, and in, especially in, in terms of the way that we deal um, with other people, either in the business world or, uh, or on a peer-to-peer basis? Or where we're trying to actually um, uh, so, sort of improve ourselves in a, in, a, in a scenario, okay? But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. It's, it's quite a literal word. It's quite. It's Jesus saying, "I'm God." But I make myself nothing. I make myself a servant. And in servanthood, when, when, I, when I step up in servanthood, I walk into the things of God. Because Jesus—I mean, he, he said, "I never do any of the things that I say. I only do the things that I hear from God. I only do the things that He tells me to do." Okay. So if my Jesus can respond in love and selflessness and humility and servanthood to being treated the way that He was treated, then so can I in my trials and my circumstances. I can respond differently to the way the world responds to the things that are in the world that are beating me up. I can respond and react differently. And I'm not even being asked to to actually lay down my physical life like Jesus um, did. Uh, To me, uh, I'm just, I'm called to be like him. I'm called to be like Jesus. That's, That's what we're here for. We're called to be like Jesus. How can I say that I'm changed into his likeness if I reserve the right to respond and react the way the world does and claim a right to be angry or frustrated or hurt or hard done by every time I feel wronged or lose something or even lose someone. We, we all have circumstances in life um, that, have, that have been things that have been extremely hard to bear. But the word is saying that we are to respond differently to those things than the world does. We ought to respond differently, okay? When I respond in that way, surely this means that I've forgotten who I am in Christ and who he is in me. Surely I've forgotten my identity and we, and, and we want to step into identity. We want to walk in those things, you know? So can we set aside that immaturity? Um, the word of God says quite clearly, it says maturity is achieved in this. Is it, is, how is maturity achieved? in love that's maturity is completed in love okay so instead of the academic thinking and consider instead for instance and 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 I literally just want to let the world the word speak for itself can we go to Colossians 3 just go to Colossians 3 From verse 1, we all there? It says, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. Does that, I think that that sounds pretty clear. Your crucifixion with Christ, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be be revealed, revealed. For you are now one, with him in his glory. There's a there's a connectedness now between us and God which cannot be separated and which cannot be broken, and it's not a connectedness in which He becomes who you are. It's a connectedness in which we become who He is. Amen. Amen. Verse five. Live as one who has died to every form of sexual sin and purity, of course. Paul was speaking to, uh, specifically to people in respect of what is actually happening in their environment. But if we, if we take this into our lives, you will, we will see how these things fit, fit in with how we are to respond towards things. Live as one who died, listen to this, live as one who died to diseases. Mm. Live as one who died to diseases and desires for forbidden things, including the desire for wealth, which is the essence of idol worship. When you live in these vices, you ignite the anger of God against these acts of disobedience. That's how you once behaved, characterized by your evil deeds. But now it's time to eliminate them from your lives once and for all. Eliminate what? Eliminate anger. Eliminate fits of rage. Eliminate all forms of hatred, cursing, filthy speech, and lying. That sounds like I'm not going to respond anymore Towards, to the things that are happening in my life because things are happening in my life. There, no, nobody is denying uh, the, the, the realities and, and the circumstances. What we are saying is that we are to put truth above those circumstances and realities. So, so when the word says that we are um, to eliminate anger, fits of rage, all forms of hatred, cursing, filthy speech, and lying, and to lay aside our old Adam self, with its masquerade and disguise, then surely that means that we are able to do that while we are in the earth. This isn't something for when we get to heaven, oh, I won't have to deal with that and I can now operate in the light going, going forward. We are to operate in the light now. Do you know that, 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 there's a, that where we have come to today is, an, is a, an aggregation of all the thoughts that have ever been thought since the beginning of time. So where the world finds itself today is an aggregation of all those thoughts. If you consider that if it wasn't for the Christians through whom the light came, where would the world be today if it wasn't for that light? How dark would the world be today if it wasn't for people who laid down their lives in a way that said, I I set what what I'm about aside and I move forward in the things of of God. I move forward in the way that God wants me to move forward and I do and say the things that, that he wants to say. Imagine if there were more of us who were doing that more regularly, what the world would look like, how much more filled with light the world would look like and how much more people would turn to the light and go, that's what I want. Verse 10, for you have acquired new creation life, which is continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God. You have new revelation life, and so you have a a new revelation, your spirit man has has new revelation, revelation life fully revealed, and you in your soul are walking into those things. How do you walk into those things if you walk with the same mentality that you walked with when you, in the world? How do you do that? It's not possible to do that. You have to change your mind. You have to change the way that you're thinking. You have to change your thoughts. You have to change the way that, what you believe. And then you have to change the way that you push that out towards other people. And you push it out towards other people with your emotions. We have to think differently about how, how it is that, that we're going to... Um, speak to to one another like we did this morning just telling god how much how much he loves them how much we love one another because that in that is tremendous in that alone is tremendous power just just telling one another those things and if you can tell those things in different ways to people on uh, who are not in uh, uh, in in the kingdom then there's then that's going to create a massive shift that's going to create a massive shift In this new creation life, listen to this from the Passion Translation. In this new creation life, your nationality makes no difference. Your ethnicity makes no difference. Your education makes no difference. And your economic status, whether you're rich or poor, matters nothing. Why? Because it is Christ that means everything, and He lives In every one of us. So, up until this point. Paul has actually been talking to us about how it is that we actually deal with people on, on the outside of the world. Because in the next part, he talks about loving one another, and he's talking about believers speaking one to the other. So I'm not. So, so please, please, please be clear. I'm not. I'm not saying that this is how we deal with one another here in the church. It is how we deal with one another. That should be um, standard. But the first part of that of that chapter talks about how it is that we actually deal with people on the outside of the church. The, the very. The, in the, in the, I know this because it says over here. Let the, um, let your, um, you're always in dearly loved by God, verse 12, so robe yourself with virtues of God since you have been divinely chosen to be holy. Be merciful as you endeavor to understand others and be compassionate, showing kindness towards all. Be gentle and hum, humble, be gentle and humble, unoffendable in your patience with others. Tolerate the weakness of those in the family of faith. So he now switches into, into speaking about us dealing with one another. Before that, he was talking about actually us dealing with people on the outside. Can we... I'm, I'm just trying to be real with us here. It's uh, probably like a tough word at the, at the, end, of the, at the end of the year. Um, but don't worry, Grant will fix it all up next week. Yeah. <laughs> or, or whoever's preaching. I'm just bringing the, the, the tough word now. Okay. Be unoffendable in your patience with others. Tolerate the weaknesses of those in the family of faith, forgiving one another in the same way you have been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault with someone, release the same gift of forgiveness to them. Why? For love is supreme and must flow through each of these virtues. Let's quickly go to those virtues. Go to Galatians, Galatians, five. So from verse nineteen, they talk about all. The, uh, um, Paul is talking about all the things that you should just drop. He's talking about all the things you should just just drop. Okay. And then in in, in verse 22, he says, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit is Holy Spirit God. Amen? Amen. you with me? Is Holy Spirit God? Yes. Yes? The fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. How you express these things. How do you express? How do you express his love? Joy that overflows. Peace that subdues. Patience that endures. The right to be angry when I want to be angry and eventually someone's going to come and pray for me and I'll get over that. Oh, no, sorry, not there. Sorry, sorry, that's uh, One Imagination's 5 or (laughs) 6. Kindness in action. A life full of virtue. Faith that prevails. Gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. It's, It's just it's so real and so simple and so like uh, there's no room for interpretation it is flat out there this is how that we are supposed to be one towards another and one towards the other amen last scripture 1 corinthians 13 you all know this Verse four, from the passion. So Jesus is love. And the way that he operates towards other people is from this place of love because that's who he is. That's his his power base is, is love, okay? Verse four, love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. Not sometimes kind to all, consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessings come to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. It's not about itself. Love is not about self. Love is about the other, okay? Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect. It's not looking to um, put another person down or disrespect another person, okay? Or selfishly seek its own honor. It's not looking for that. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for, for others. Guys, I, I, I'm asking us to consider another way. It's a, it's a higher way, but it's also another way. It's not the, the, the way of the world. It's not the way that, that, that we often deal with one another and, go, and, and we either joke about it or we go, but I have that right. And don't worry, I'm gonna get prayer and I'll get someone to pray for you and you'll be fine. You know, I'm the one who's offended, but you'll be fine. You know, that's uh, it's, it. Just doesn't make any sense. Love and love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. Amen. So as we enter into this time, which we call peace on earth and goodwill towards all men, I mean, isn't that that so? Like, I mean, the world uses. I did. I, I did well. I actually did well because I'm done. Okay. The world uses that that uh, that statement a lot: peace on earth and goodwill towards all men, especially at this time of the year. Okay. Can I encourage us to consider how we emotionally respond to other people? How we emotionally respond to other people, because it is indicative of what we believe and what uh, what is happening in our thoughts and in, in our minds. Okay emotional response to to our thoughts and circumstances and live as believers changed by the life life of Christ. Can we live as believers that are changed by the life of Christ? (sighs) Who lives in us all through the Holy Spirit. He lives in us all. Let's get that in our hearts once and for all. He's not sometimes with us and sometimes not. He lives permanently in in us in, in the hearts of the believer. Okay, And so we really have to turn our hearts towards him. We really have to turn our hearts towards Him and and, and live, and live in that. Let's demonstrate the radical love of the Father in us towards others so that we can walk in confidence into the fullness of all the beautiful things that we have learned throughout this year. Amen? I'm done.
1: Okay, one, two. I wonder if we can stand. That was very, very good and helpful. Thank you, buddy. I want Gavin to just pray over us, um, and I just want to encourage us um, as we go out over this this season and time as the family of God. Um, the Bible makes it very clear when He, when uh, Jesus was teaching us something about prayer, and He said, "Our Father," and He said, "Thy kingdom." So father and kingdom are synonymous. They work together. You can't separate them. So if we want to get involved with the kingdom of God, you, you need to understand father. And if you move away from father, you move away from the kingdom. And father is about family, right? So in family, it's about the love of God. And it's a different way. This is a completely different way for us to operate and act. So now when we, we go into the season where we with family maybe biological family and people we're gathering around them Uh, there is a way uh, that we will encounter and that might just be that due to the flow of a different spirit and too much of it um, maybe they maybe they're a little bit uh, aggressive or maybe they pick on us or maybe there's a whole lot of stuff going on and then you just want to have a five-fold ministry right (laughs) and you want to just like give the maybe one right between the eyes, and we've experienced something of that uh, recently, where you, you, ha- you, we need another way, because it achieves nothing the way the world does things, it just, it just causes trouble, um, so what Gavin's been preaching for me is, is, is it is truly family, uh, for us to truly be family is to truly love people, where you actually lay down your, your own thoughts, and emotions, and you let the motions of Christ flow. Yeah. So this is an area which I believe um, God's given Gavin a revelation and, and, and as he's walking in it. So I love that in the church. You know, God's uh, and working every single one of our lives differently. And when you get a revelation and you, and you grab hold of something, we want to release it and bless it. So I want him to pray over every single one of us as we go into the season now that we will operate in the love of God, that we will conquer fear, because, you know, we've got, uh, I don't know where Luke Meister is, but um, um, is he's is he right at the back. But Luke, unfortunately, I think he was doing flick flacks or handstands or whatever he was doing, and, um, and he dislocated his shoulder, and it, it, it's incredibly painful, but he's realized that once the shoulder's dislocated, um, it's very difficult to actually function with that shoulder and do much. You can't really carry anything, and you can't do what it's called to do, and if we, oper- if we don't operate in love, that's what happens. We, we dislocate ourselves from operating in the fullness of what God's, God's called us to. And you can't then carry and do all that God's... So what Gavin is sharing is actually... I love what you kind of... This hit thing sometimes just straight. It's called being born again, but um, <laughs> um, but let's, let's just say that it's, the, it's the life of Christ. It's, it's, it's how we, we're, we're called and meant to operate. So I wonder if we can just posture our hearts and just, you know, and we take it for ourselves and let it become part of our lives, especially as in this uh, time and in the season of, of uh, December, when there is an t- opportunity for us many times to lose our cool or say things or do things which we don't really want. We want to love people well Yeah. so yeah,
0: I wonder if you can just yeah. pray for us well, let's just take hands this, we spent awesome time in worship this morning the love of God towards us I want this, I want this to be the love of God in and, in and through us permeating towards one another Father I thank you I thank you that you have not given us the spirit of fear yes. but you have given us a spirit of love and a spirit of power, and a spirit of a sound mind. So I thank you, Lord, that because you are love, and because your word is so explicit around how it is that you love us, that we too can look at that word and say, that is how I will love the next person. That is how I will love the next person in my family, my biological family, that is how I will love the next person in my, in my church family. That is how I will love the next person who lives next door. The person that I may not even know properly. That is how I will love them. Because I know how you love me, Lord. I know how you love me. And if you love me that way, how will I not love the next person that way? Who am I? to not love the way that you love. So Father, I thank you that as we go into this awesome time of, of togetherness and familyness, but where things can sometimes get a little bit messy, that I'm gonna, when I feel like something is welling up on the inside of me that I know is not of you, I'm going to make, be conscious of that. And I'm gonna make an effort to not walk in that Adamic way. I choose to walk in the way of Christ. I choose to walk in the way of love. I choose to not see other wrongs. I choose to see the good that Christ sees in everyone else. I choose to see that when Holy Spirit says to me, I love that person, that I will make make an effort to actually tell that person how much God loves them and therefore that I love them too. Father, will you make this real in our lives? Will you give us the ability to stand in, in, on 1 January 2019 to be a, a, like a springboard, to jump into the things that we have learned during the course of 2018? And we know, Lord, that if, if we will find a way to not give ourselves the permission to deal with other people in the way that the world deals with them, that you will fill us with your fullness and that that maturity which is love will be made full. We will be filled with that maturity. Your Word says that that when we are made that mature, that we will then no longer be tossed to and fro by 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 winds of doctrine, etc. Which means that we are still on earth when we are made that mature. Lord, can we step into that maturity? Can that be a combination of all the things that we have learned this year, a combination of all the things that you have downloaded into our hearts this year, all the revelations that you've given to each one of us and one to another, Lord. The way that we have, that, that we have um, sung spiritual hymns and psalms, the, the songs that you have given to us, Holy Spirit, um, just, to, just to sing to one another and sing to, to, to groups, and, and, and speak to one another and speak to groups. Thanks for all the prophecies, Lord, that you have brought into our lives. Can we, can we put all those things, can we wrap that all in your love? As Rose was saying, can we wrap that in the cocoon of your love? Can we wrap that in the cocoon of your love and demonstrate that, and know that you are demonstrating that towards us and demonstrate that one to another? Let us set aside all bitterness and anger and hatred lord your word says that that we can and let us walk into the fullness of everything that you have on the inside of us your love one for another just like you love us will you come and do that holy spirit will you come and do that holy spirit will you come and do that holy spirit Just take a minute and breathe that in. Jesus, you're everything. Jesus, you're everything. Jesus, you're everything. everything. thank you Lord that you first loved us thank you Lord that we can love you (laughs) thank you for that you put the faith on the inside of each one of us to be able to love you thank you Lord that your word says that more blessed are we who never saw you and yet love but thank you Lord that you are revealed through your word. You are revealed to each one of us and we see you face to face as you are and we know who you are. We know your voice. We are your sheep. You are our shepherd. We know your voice, Lord. And we will walk in the fullness of it. We submit our ways to your ways. For it is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me. And I will demonstrate that towards my fellow man. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.